on your mark, get set, run, and we're off. We're off. I wonder if that's how God felt when we were leaving the womb. Hey, watch this one. He, she, they're getting ready to launch into the world. That's what it feels like sometimes, isn't it, that we were launched? Like we were launched out into this world a, a bit unprepared. For some of us, we haven't gotten those land legs under us yet. And for some of us, well, we're pretty good sprinters, but we get tired easy. But together, all of us here have been called to run a race, a race called life. Sometimes it seems if we're trying just to get to the next best thing. Do you all ever feel like that? We're just trying to get to the next best thing that will give us some joy or some contentment or happiness or wealth or something, whatever that something might be for you. We jog along panting and sweating and moving, and well, I kind of like that analogy of running a race. And I like to think about the spiritual race that we're running together, running towards something holy that we don't quite understand. You see, there's a starting place for each of us, and there's a finishing place somewhere out in the future, we hope. And the in-between that part of the race is what counts. It does take endurance. It does take time. It's not about being the fastest, because Lord knows I'm not the fastest. It's not about being a distance runner. It's about being part of the race and learning to run it with authenticity and grace and to sprinkle the world with mercy and God love and presence as we run forward. The early Christians received this letter as encouragement to keep going, to keep moving in their faith. You see, Jesus had been gone for a while now, and these were Jewish people living in a Jewish community and trying to live a Christian life. I bet it was pretty hard sometimes to live a Christian life there. They would get discouraged, and they would bog down. But they were called to keep on trying. And this letter, speaking of the faith that went before them, was composed by somebody trying to be a cheerleader. Keep running, the writer wrote. The truth is, all of us need some encouragement along the way, don't we? We are pushed to the start, and suddenly we're off. And we face all kinds of trials and changes and situations along the way. Sometimes the race brings us a lot of joy. And sometimes we're thrown off the track and we lose our path. But the point of the text for us is to just keep running. That was a point for the early ancestors and that's the point for us here at Bluegrass today, to keep running the race as we go forward. Run. Run the race that Jesus ran before us, loving our God, our neighbor, and all the while modeling our strides after the one who showed us the best embodiment of God love ever, Jesus. You know, we turn the world upside down sometimes. 
and he touched a lot of people, and he loved a lot of people. And BUCC, that is what we're called to do here on this little corner of Don Avenue Drive. We're to run the race like Jesus. Run the race like Jesus. BUCC, are you ready to run? Amen. Are you ready? Yes. That don't sound ready to me. <laughs> you guys know I love a good dare. A double dog dare sometimes. And I'm usually up to try anything just one time. One day out of the blue, I double dogged myself to run and finish a half marathon. Now let's just be honest here today. You look at me, and I can see the skepticism on your face already. Her run a race, 13.1 miles, hmm. Go ahead and laugh, I don't care. In my dares, I often like company, and that is your forewarning. So I drafted a few friends of mine to step into the dare with me. A month or two went by after I signed up for the race down in Smoky Mountains. I was going to run a 13.1 mile down in the Smoky Mountains. <laughs> <laughs> so about two months afterwards, I put on my spandex running pants and my t-shirt and my headband and I thought I looked good. <laughs> you see, some days you have to dress the part when you're training. And I started training. Now, any of you who've known me for very long know that I've never been graceful and I've never been fast at anything I've ever done. And so my, my training started out like this. Walk a bit. Okay, girl, run to that tree. <laughs> Walk a bit. See if you can get to the end of the block. And that went on for months. <laughs> Our faith can be like that sometimes, can it? We start out kind of slow and wobbly, and then we start training, learning about God, love, and scripture, and we start sharing cups of coffee, and we start living into each other's stories. And our strides begin to get a little stronger every day. And that's what happened with my training. I got a little stronger every day. It was not easy. I can tell you it was not easy because it was hot. It was that hot summer. And it required me to be a planner. Now, most of you know I don't plan well. I'm a spur of the moment kind of girl. But I would get up every morning and I would run my three-mile loop around the block. And sometimes when I really wanted to sleep in, I'd run it in the afternoon, but I just kept running. It became a normal part of my race. Faith is like that as well. Don't you guys think? Sometimes we feel it and other mornings, well, we have to dare ourselves to get up and do the next best thing, or I do. None of us are born with everything we need and we don't always know how to finish the race. Yes. But we do learn things along the way. Mm -hmm. We learn how to use the love of God to help us move forward when we don't feel like it. And we got brothers and sisters who can drag us out of bed when we don't feel like it. Some days, running this race, I don't look much like Jesus. You see, I get edgy sometimes. I can be just a little cynical. I often use my laughter to brush off important things when I feel uncomfortable. But some days, 
when I plug into that God love thing, oh my, the race I feel like running. I found that when I let God guide my steps, I don't get out of breath so easy. And those big hills, they don't seem so hard anymore when I let God guide my feet. Months later, close, close to the race date, before I was to leave town, I thought, well, girl, you better see what you made of before you get down up there in those mountains running. So I started running some longer distances. Now, my running was probably not what y'all would call running. <laughs> it's a little jog that felt like I was running real hard. <laughs> but the week before the race, I ran a 10-mile run from my house down to Keeneland. It took three hours and 15 minutes, and I was exhausted afterwards, but I ran. A few days later, I loaded up in a car with three of my friends. One was just going to be the cheerleader. I don't know why I didn't decide to be the cheerleader. <laughs> one had trained maybe a little more than I had, and one had been running marathons for years. We knew she wasn't going to run with us. We got up down there in those smoky mountains, and at the crack of dawn that morning, we got up and got dressed and got to the starting point. I looked pretty good for an amateur marathoner. I can tell you I did. I even have a picture I'll show you sometime. And then it happened. As the sun was coming up over those beautiful mountains, they lined us up. And they lined us up by how long they thought it would take us to finish. I put myself way in the back because I knew it was going to take me the whole four hours if I were to finish. There's something about starting off a race that gets you all excited. Your adrenaline starts pumping up. Thank goodness it started off on flat ground. <laughs> because something happened and in my exciting I outpaced myself or something because about five minutes into the race I had sweat dripping off my face and my legs were hurting and I thought to myself there is no way in Hades I'm going to run 13.1 miles. <laughs> Self-doubt started hitting me hard and I slowed my pace and I had to start praying. And the only thing I could think to pray was those things I learned in grade school. You know, you always go back to the, your bones, your spiritual bones. So I prayed the Lord's Prayer and, the, read the and recited the 23rd Psalm that Miss Lovin, my grade school librarian, taught us. The words kept me paced a bit. My face sometimes re resembles my marathon start. I've been so strongly aware of my strides towards Jesus on some days. And some days I'm stalled along the way, doubting if this God love thing is real or if God even exists at all. That's my truth. Other times, like last Sunday, I could feel the joy of running like I've never known. The faith raised for me last Sunday was so deep and rich and there was no doubt in my heart that I was going to finish with long strides of joy and tears and all the stuff in between on my next lap of this faithful living track here at BUCC. For me, the faith 
the assurance of faith is this. It's the assurance of things hoped for, but not yet received. I find that exciting for us here at BUCC. What have we not received yet? I can't wait to find out. Um, and it comes in webs of energy that move us forward. You know, sometimes I get a little slow. Sometimes I have to sit down on the side of the road. But somehow, some way, God's love, it comes. And it moves over me and it starts to pull me in forward in ways I never expected it to do. And if I dare so to say, I suspect that if all of you think about it a little bit, God has worked that same way with you all as well. God comes to us. About a mile and a half into the race, I was panting, and I was thinking, I might need that pickup car. And then I saw her, a girl bigger than myself, running real slow, steady. And I started to challenge myself. If that girl can run, then for goodness sake, Pam Lee Miller, you can run too. And I got alongside of her, and we started talking. Turns out she ran a marathon every week. Imagine that. And she looked at me and she said, just enjoy your run. Just enjoy your run. And I started trying to do that. I just kept putting one foot in front of the, or of the other, and I started to enjoy the run. I started to notice the mountains and the streams I was running past. You know, when I walked into this church, I'd had a long hiatus and a heart so sure that this faith run was not worth running. I suspect I may have looked like the race had already defeated me. I was spiritually bent over, sweat dripping. My knees had been all skinned up by the church and I was pretty much standing still spiritually. I was thinking about dropping out of the spiritual race, to be quite honest with you. And I walked in. I walked in the doors of this good little church. The church hadn't even began yet. And before I knew it, there was a tangible presence of love. I've never felt anything like it in my whole life. You know, people were hugging each other and smiling, and love was oozing all over the place. And it started to ooze into those places where I'd been hurt. And balm began to soothe my wounds. Beth, you remember that day I sat beside you? She handed me a Kleenex before church ever started. <laughs> Nobody had to even explain it to me. I hope everybody has one of those moments when they walk in here. It was mystical, godlike in a way I had never felt before. And you know what? I began to catch a glimmer of what the kingdom of God might look like. And I allowed myself to rest a bit there. I didn't get all moving and running with y'all. <laughs> I sat in the back and waited. And my heart began to heal. And I began to feel energized again. Maybe it was God guiding my steps that got me here. But I'm thankful for that Sunday that it happened. 
Not long into that race, I began challenging myself. Come on, beat that man up the hill. I'm a little bit competitive. And I do it because I like running hills. Come on, pass that woman. Just keep running, Pam. Just keep running. And somehow as I eased into the pace of it all, it got easier. I began to see people lined up on the road. People I didn't know, sitting in their lawn chairs in their front yard, and they were clapping and waving and holding signs. And I just started giving them all high fives because I was running. <laughs> they probably thought I was walking, but I was really running. <laughs> and the truth is, some of you all here watched me on Facebook because I took a picture of every mile marker. <laughs> and you would say, keep running, Pam, keep running. <laughs> You know, I got thirsty, and I got hungry, and strangers along the road, they'd hold out water to me. They'd toss me a, a, a breakfast bar, and I swear if that's not what happened right here at Bluegrass, when I stumbled in the doors, spiritual drops began to drop all over me, and love wrapped around me, and I started noticing God's love again. And I started to hope that a community called church might just be real. And I kept jogging back, running back eventually to a womb-like place I started to call home. Soon after, that spirit just kept on blowing. And I gained a family of people that accepted me for who I was and loved me in spite of all my weirdness. It has been a sweet, sweet race. We've laughed and we've cried. We've stood at gravesides and at hospital beds. We've packed backpacks and had drag shows. And we've prayed for each other. We've cleaned, cleaned junk out of church several times. And we have dug in scripture and we've learned a lot. But most of all, this race called life has become so rich and joyful. And I've experienced so much mercy and grace in this little place. I find myself, I can't hardly wait to get back to y'all every Sunday. And I keep throwing stuff off I don't need. Things I don't need to carry with me anymore. And I'm starting to learn to live more and more authentically in the way that Jesus lived. Or that's what I'm trying to do. I'm learning to love more deeply, deeply. To hold on more tightly. And to trust that no matter what twist or tone or mountain that comes before us, the love and mercy of God is enough to get me, to get us through it. And that same thing will get us through the neck jogs around the track. We might have some changes, some transitions, but I am assured that God is with us. And if we join our love together and we just keep on a running with Jesus, what a sweet race it's going to be. That race in the mountains, I finally got to the end. I had to run up one last hill to get to that finish line. I did finish within that four-hour time frame. Are y'all impressed? I am. <laughs> It's about three minutes shy of the four hour, but I made it before the cutoff. <laughs> and I ran that last little hill, and two of my friends stood up, and they cheered. And the crowd gave me high fives, and I got to the end, 
and I got my pretty medal that I have hanging on my wall. I'm never running another marathon. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? It taught me something more about faith. I came to understand that running a race, either a life race or a spiritual race, can be hard and wonderful all at the same time. But we have the goal to keep on running and letting God guide our feet. So here I stand before you today, living out a calling that I thought I'd never get to do, doing ministry in a community of faith that has taught me that love does reside and faith is worth it. Going forward, it may be a different kind of pace. And we're going to go down roads we never imagined we'd be called to go down. But church, this is what I'm going to say to us. I might get tired. I might have some joy in me that's so, so much that I can't contain myself sometimes and I'm going to get on your nerves. But I promise you this. I'm going to keep trying to run this race like Jesus learning from the best model I know, and I'm going to invite everybody here to put on your running shoes, to run with endurance and love and grace and mercy, and to join our hands and heart, and get out of the way of God and let God do what God does. Are you ready to run? Oh, are you ready to run, B-U-C-C? Yeah. All right, get your shoes on. And we're off, striving to be the church of radical inclusivity. I can't wait to keep running with you, Kenny. And I can't wait for us to continue to run together. Are you ready? Yes. Get on your mark. May God's love guide us. Get set. May that holy thing beckon us forward. Go. Go. May we run together to share the love of God with every person we meet. Some days we might have to jog a little. But we're going to find a pace that's going to make us feel like home to everybody that walks in. You ready to be the church? Yes. May it be so. May it be so. May it be so for every one of us here. Amen. Thanks for joining us for the Bluegrass United Church of Christ podcast. We'd love to have you join us for a service sometime. We meet on Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. at 500 Don Anna Drive in Lexington, Kentucky. You can find us online at bluegrasschurch.org.